Live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's the Zap Ballinger Show, where we help you find your direction through passion and purpose. My name is Zap Ballinger. I am your host. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We've got a special guest. Two ways you can get involved with the show. We are streaming live via YouTube. So if you're out there listening, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure to you ask questions into the comment box. We'll make sure to get to them. Always, you can email me before any show. You guys know this career library is going on behind the scenes. You see an episode that you like and you're interested in, email me, Zach, at ZachBallinger.com. We'll make sure to answer those questions to our guests as they come on. Without further ado, Andrew, thank you so much for joining the show today. Zach, thanks for having me on. So, Andrew, tell us a little bit about your career. Um, yeah, well, currently, I guess, start from the end, go back to the beginning. Uh, currently, I have uh, my own basketball training company called Andrew Basketball. Um, work with all the way down from kids down to like four years old up to professional players. Um, and just kind of been involved in basketball my entire life. When I started out coaching, I definitely didn't know this is something that I wanted to do. It also kind of wasn't as big of an industry when I was kind of in high school and college. Um, you definitely had your personal coaches and trainers, but there weren't a lot of guys trying to make like a living off of it or like a legitimate business. Um, and I definitely wasn't one of those players who thought after I'm done playing, I'm, I'm going to become a coach. Um, so I kind of finished, finished undergrad, kind of was trying to figure out, you know, the next step as like most people do after they finish college. Um, and then my college coach, the same guy who recruited me to play at Emmanuel College. He was actually working for this company called Visionary Basketball Group just outside Boston, um, where they were doing that. They were doing like player development stuff. They were coaching kids, some college players and some pros. Um, so he had heard I was, you know, kind of doing some stuff on the side, um, just training like the local high school kids. He asked if I wanted to come over. And then I just kind of fell in love with um, the process of coaching and just helping players improve. Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of how it started. It was really, I'll never forget, it was my first time working with a, a pro player. Um, I'm just fresh out of college. We brought in this WNBA player. Uh, her name was, her name is uh, Chanel Mokongo. Uh, she played for the Sparks, went to Mississippi State, and we're going through some drills, and she was asking me for like tips and pointers and I just remember being like taken aback a little bit, like, oh, you're the professional athlete. You're playing at the highest level of basketball. You're asking like me for tips. And I just like just just fell in love with, with the process of helping players improve and kind of the behind the scenes stuff and then seeing it translate to the game. Um, and that was about 10 years ago. So since then, I've kind of just been on this journey, figuring out what I want to do and now it's not rare for kids to have two or three coaches like myself that that they go work with or to have coaches like myself that um, have their own camps or clinics and on the side train 30 to 40 kids um, to help them make their high school team, middle school basketball team or, you know, try to get a college scholarship. Very interesting. So just a little bit about your basketball career. So you played obviously in high school and mm -hmm. so you were good enough. And then you got, did you go on scholarship or you, you went to a university to walk on or how did that? Uh, I went to uh, a division three school in Boston uh, called Emmanuel College. And I was actually a, a two sport athlete there, um, played basketball and then ran track and field. Um, and then funny enough, I actually had a better track and field career than I did basketball. 
Um, so a lot of people were trying to get me to get a track afterwards, uh, but just didn't have the same like love and passion I had I had for basketball. Um, and then after I finished school, like I mentioned, started working with, with my assistant coach. I was coaching AAU. Um, and then, like I mentioned, it wasn't a big industry back then to be like this player development coach. So I was trying to actually be an assistant college coach or, you know, coach, coach high school basketball. Um, so I was looking to similarly coach like low, like, like the lower divisions, like division two, II, division three. Um, and I was noticing a lot of the applications in schools were requiring you to have a master's degree to coach. Um, so that encouraged me to go back and get my master's degree. Um, and then when I went back to my master's, the industry started to pick up more to have more individual coaches. Um, and that's when I started to train a lot more players on the side, started training more college guys, uh, a lot more high school kids. And then I kind of like started, okay, cool. I, 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 I can kind of do this wherever I go and have some income. And then it started picking up where guys have legitimate, like their own academies, their own, their own businesses, just being individual coaches. So awesome. Now, what position did you play? I was more of a combo guard in college, like, like the one, two. Gotcha. Um, you know, when we talk about this career, it's kind of cool because most people, the kids I talk to, especially, you know, in the grade school level, even I had a dream of playing sports. You know, I think we all kind of have that dream in our backyard, whether it's football or basketball or baseball to make it to the professional level. And we know based on percentage wise, a certain percentage of them don't make it to the professional leagues. So did you, I'm sure, did you possess that same dream? And then what point, cause I'm sure, you know, in college, you, you always dreamed about that. We're watching the final four, you know, this weekend, you know, the dreams of being in that level and then going on to the NBA. At what point did you say, you know what? I, I probably can't make it into the league or did you try to make it in the league? Can you talk to us around that? Yeah. Um, making it to the NBA dream was probably uh crashed pretty early. <laughs> um, uh, I went to, I went to a pretty, pretty competitive high school um, where we had guys that were probably good enough to play in the NBA. Um, so I think from like sophomore, junior, senior year, you kind of realize, okay, like, being the starting point guard for the Lakers probably isn't in my future. Um, but I, I was exposed to the possibility of playing overseas um, from pretty early on. Uh, so that that was always um, a thought I had in my head, um, which I kind of was able to do later. I spent three years in China coaching and playing, um, but I still just kind of stumbled upon that. Um, but yeah, like playing big time, definitely the reality hit probably in college um, and then even playing overseas. I went to like a few like combines and tryouts after, after my undergrad uh, years, nothing happened. So then from like undergrad for the next like four or five years, I was just coaching, had an opportunity to go coach in China, took that. And then when I was there, I was able to play in like some minor leagues um, around, around the country in China. But yeah, no, I think the the reality of like being the next LeBron James or Steph Curry, like 14, 15 years old, I was like, okay, cool. I, I probably need to focus on other things or, you know, start start looking at leagues in other countries uh, if I want to pursue basketball at the next level. 
But it's kind of cool because what you've done is you've taken a passion you've had probably all your life. And I'm putting words in your mouth, but, you know, you play basketball pretty much your whole life. But you've been able to take your passion. And even though you're not playing in the league, you're still playing every day. That's pretty cool. I mean, you're 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 obviously coaching and helping uh, players. But you're also you get a little aspect of that the basketball theme and the game and all that good stuff. So it's neat how you've transitioned into that that career field. Um, what do you love about your job? What do you what gets you going? What are you passionate about? I I want to say seeing people just improve, but not just on the court too. So especially if I'm working with. Um, a middle school kid and we're, we, we've been working together through your middle school and high school years, just seeing you grow as an adult and transition into that next phase of life. Um, and then if I'm able to help you along that process and teach you some life lessons through basketball, I think it's some of the most re- re- um, rewarding stuff that, that can happen. Obviously, it is cool if I do help a kid or a player become like an all-state player, you know, help win an award. Um, but like, as we just mentioned, the reality is most of the people I work with aren't going to be professional athletes. Um, so how can I help you achieve other things in life or, or discover other things about yourself that aren't about the game of basketball? What kind of skill? And I'm probably, it's probably going to depend on the age. I actually wish, you know, when I was young, I had a basketball coach because, um, I love the game and I played it rec recreationally a lot. And, um, but I always thought, you know, maybe it would be neat to take some dribbling. You know, I don't know. I was more in the, the post, so I don't know how to dribble the ball that well, you know. So what, what do, you, do you teach the fundamentals? Are we teaching uh, shooting form? Like, what do you, you probably do it all, right? Yeah, no, no, de definitely the uh, fundamentals for sure. Um, and that's the thing I think most people would be surprised. Even the, the higher level players were still going over the fundamentals. Um, I think now a lot of people get caught up in the flash, like the latest trend, or they see James Harden or Kyrie Irving do some move and they immediately go to the gym and, and try to replicate that. Uh, but they can't, if you ask them to make like 10 layups with their offhand, they couldn't do that. Um, so definitely like hammering away home with the fundamentals. And then I think just um, once you start progressing a little more, I, it gets down to like more nuanced stuff. Like, okay, cool, your your ball handling's good, your shooting form's good, but let's work on like your angles on on, on attacking the basket, taking away wasted motion, um, becoming more efficient. All right, you can shoot, you can dribble. Let's see how many shots you can make in a row. And I think it's I'm trying to get more kids to watch basketball too. We live in such a time of a highlight-driven world and society that. They just see YouTube, they just see Instagram, but they never sit down and watch like a full basketball game and, and see the, the in and outs and how the game moves. And yes, it might be true, like Steph Curry or Kyrie or whoever might drop 40, 50 points, but you're only seeing like 12 of those points in highlights. And yes, those 12 points might have been some crazy spin move off the glass. Then the other 28 to 30 points were just jump shots, you know, pump fake one dribble pull ups or just finishing on fast break layup. Um, so just trying to show kids that. And then um, the the flash and the flare will come, but it's more just like naturally within your own game. Let's not work on that too much. Let's work on 
giving you a nice foundation to, to build off of. You know, uh, your coaching sessions, like, do you, you know, like, for example, you may have a student who can't jump that high. So you do you are you pretty candid with your folks about, hey, you you know, you have this, but you're really good at this. But you may want to do do you try to help the kids along that, hey, some of these are, you know, because we all can't jump. We don't all don't have a 42 inch vertical. We all can't sprint down the court. We all can't dribble between our legs. So how do you work that out with the kids? Yeah, no, I think um, I think that definitely comes down to which which person I'm working with. Um, so I, I do have some just like 30, 40 year old businessmen and women who are doing the sessions just to get in shape. Um, definitely having more conversations with them like, yeah, like you're you're 33. We're not going to add five inches to your vertical or we're not we're not we're not sh we're not um, taking off 20 seconds on your 40 time or anything like that. Um, but then with, yeah, with um, if you're a 14, 15, 16 year old kid, there is, I was just listening to a podcast recently with a, uh, with the um, Georgia Tech coach. And he was just saying, you, you want people to try their best, but there is a ceiling for everybody. Um, so we're realizing, okay, cool. We can definitely improve and increase your athletic ability but we're not going to take you from somebody that can't jump over like a piece of paper to like Vince Carter athleticism. We can definitely improve it, but there is like a, a window and just a realistic um, realm that we're like living in. Um, but no, I think with that, especially with, with the younger kids too, you are more encouraging and you are saying, okay, cool. We may not be able to reach this, but we can definitely improve. Um, and I think with, with 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 my older clients, they they get a little laugh out of it too. I think at, at that age, okay, I understand. I'm just here to get kind of a workout in, so I'm not looking to dunk a basketball within the next two or three months. Gotcha. Now, what is difficult about this job? You know, everybody is. Um, no matter what career you do, there's always difficulties in life and always difficulties in career. What's some of the challenges to your job? Um, well, recently, uh, COVID has definitely been the yeah, yeah, biggest challenge for sure. Um, so I live in Oakland, California, and for a while, even that the outdoor courts, there weren't any hoops up. Um, so I have to give credit to a lot of the, the kids I was working with. We were doing sessions for most this past summer with, with no shooting, just all dribbling, passing, conditioning, defensive stuff. Um, which is cool if it's like one or two times, but to do like three, four months of that, I I know they were not having the best time. Um, so that, and then I think with that gym time and space. Um, so a lot of people who do what I do are high school coaches or they work out of school. So they're able to use their high school facility for, for, for gym time and space. If you don't have a gym you can use either for free or for a very low price, it can get very expensive. So I even know like out here, it could be like $100 an hour just to rent the gym. So if you're probably not making a profit, if you're doing an individual session, and then if you are doing like small group sessions, you have to make sure you have the right number of kids. Uh, so I definitely say gym time. And then I think, um, I think it's the, the, the nature of basketball and just sports in general. Uh, there isn't a lot of collaboration, which I wish wish there was more of. So if I go to a park, I go to a gym, 
and I see another coach coaching up a kid, we rarely ever talk or have a conversation or introduce ourselves. It's it's this, it's a it's a it's it's a sense of oh that's that's my competitor over there. That's someone that could probably take my business, which is true. That's 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 not false. Um, but I'd just like to see more, just like coaches helping other coaches grow. And it is a competition. It is it is kind of um, you know the person with most clients does the best. But there, I think there is more room to to educate each other and to help each other get better. Yeah, I can definitely see some of those being a challenge. For sure. Um, now, um, just going through some of these questions, how long have you uh, been doing this? I know you mentioned that you pretty much been doing it. I think, did you say 10 years you've been in the coaching field? Yeah, been been uh, coaching for about 10 years. Um, I've been doing Andrew's basketball for the past three. Um, so I've moved. I was living in China, as mentioned before, and moved straight from there to Oakland. Um, so once I moved back, started that three years ago. So I've been doing that three years. And yeah, for the past 10 years, I've been just kind of, as I mentioned, just involved with basketball, whether it's playing, coaching. Um, I've, I've, I've hosted camps and clinics, whether it's for high school kids. I've also hosted camps for college and professional players looking to get um, exposure and get contracts to play overseas, coached at AAU, coached high school. Um, I've been uh, on assistance for uh, college coaching staffs. So just kind of been all over the realm with, involved with the sport. Uh, but definitely the past three years, I've kind of dove in deep into the um, individual personal training part. And in my notes, um, and I hope I got this right. So you actually coach one-on-one -on -one from anywhere from four years old. Is that correct? Yeah. Four, four years old to all the way from to college students to even yep. you said uh, people in their 30s or 40s that just want to get in shape. So you really don't specialize in you'll you'll take anybody as far as, you know, some coaches say, hey, I only work with high school students or college students. But you're willing to take take even kids or any professional adults just looking to, to get in shape. Yeah. No, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know. Money's money, you know. If you're if you're if you're willing to to sign up, um, I'm not I'm not going to turn down the client. And then I think there's 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 different parts and and aspects that I enjoy. Um, working with a four year old is obviously a different conversation than a 44 year old. Um, but there's something within that four year old session that I'm not getting in that 44 year old session, and vice versa. There's something in that 44 year old session I'm not getting with the four year old. Um, and then everything in between. So I, I really do enjoy the variety and, and the different skill sets and ranges that that provides. Um, and, you know, I think I, th I don't think I'll, I'll ever turn somebody down if I have the availability. Um, and I know other guys, like you mentioned, look at it differently. Um, I know some guys, once they start training certain level of athletes, they don't go back. But that's just, yeah, just not me. Yeah, I think it's cool because, um, you know, something unspoken here is that when you get older, you always tell stories in your past. I think of when you played athletics, to, it comes up even under the professional tables. Like, well, I used to, you know, play basketball a little bit. You know, I was did this well. And then this was one time this guy dunked over me, whatever it might be. But I think what you're doing is you're creating memories. And mm -hmm. so if you're working with somebody in the seventh grade and you get them better 
And then three years later, they actually get to start on their sophomore high school team. Then that's a win for right. me because they'll always have those memories of playing with their, their professionals and they'll have the, if they win any, you know, accolades or, Hey, I scored eight points a game, but I was, uh, I was way on the bench, but after I worked with Andrew, I got to play some. So I, I think you're molding people in a way that a lot of people don't understand where you'll have these memories for a lifetime. So kudos to you for that. Thank now, you. go ahead. Did you have anything? No, I, I, I was just saying thank you. And so where can people find you? Obviously, you're in Oakland, California. You know, my audience is all around. But so if somebody's in Oakland, California, how do they get in touch with you if they're interested? They may be a parent listening to this or they may be, you know, somebody of age. How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, um, you can visit uh, my website, andreithbasketball.com. I'm also on uh, Instagram under the same name, andreithbasketball. And um, I have all my contact information on the website. And the same thing through Instagram. If you guys want to shoot me a DM or a message, I'll, I'll always reply as well to that, too. Are you on LinkedIn by chance, just for my audience? Um, I oh, get yeah, yeah. On, on LinkedIn, um, Andrew Heath, um, wearing a red polo. So that's, <laughs> that's me. Um, yeah, I think so. Those are probably the three best ways to, to, to reach out. Okay, awesome. So we've got a couple of questions here we'll get to, and then we'll let you go. And we really appreciate this. So, you know, I was talking to somebody last week, and they wanted me to propose this question to you. It was a student um, and I say student, a college student, uh, the whole purpose of them uh, going to a four year to get their four year degree was is to be a basketball coach, a full time basketball coach at a high school. Now, um, Texas has a law where you have to actually have your teaching certification. And so she was a little bit devastated by that, that she wasn't able to go into coaching. You have any advice for her? What, what should she do now? Um. If she's looking to stay in Texas, um, unfortunately, she might have to get that, that credential. Um, and I know it varies different from state to state and from institution to institution. Um, so, so similar to my story, I, I found that out when I was applying to coaching physicians um, at the college level. A lot of them were requiring their ma a, a master's degree just to be an assistant coach, even at like the division two, division three level. Um, so I went back and got my master's just kind of for that purpose. Um, but that's not the same at every university. Um, I know some states have that requirement. So if she, if this person is interested in maybe coaching in a different state, um, that's definitely a possibility. I know if she wants to come to California, um, we don't require that. So she could definitely come coach in California. Um, and it's, it's interesting. That's kind of, similar in other countries too. So when you start traveling and like seeing uh, the game more globally, um, a lot of like European coaches have to be like a FIBA certified coach. Um, here in the States, like I'm a USA basketball certified coach, but it's not required necessarily to get other jobs. Um, so that's unfortunate to hear for her. I, I would probably recommend her look elsewhere elsewhere as in other states. If not, then we yeah, probably go ahead and have to get that certificate. You know, great advice here. A couple of things I would chime in with is, is look at different each state. Each state has their own different, unique 
uh, requirement when it comes to coaching at either grade school or high school. I know when I was in Tennessee, you know, the football coach was the driver's ed coach. So mm-hmm. let, let's face it, most people could teach driver's ed. Right, so, right. you know, so that was the only requirement. And so there was a teaching, but it wasn't that extraneous. Now, these things change and you have to investigate different state rules and everything like that. So really do your homework, number one, if you're willing to relocate. If you're not willing to relocate, here's what I would do. I'd say if you're passionate about coaching, you've got this on your mind, you want to do it, do it on the side like you're doing. Start your own business. Get a couple of clients. Get Mm -hmm. that going. Work on the certification on the side if you wanted to stay in Texas. Work towards that. And then um, who knows? By the time you get your certification, you may have your coaching business up full time and be like, maybe I don't want to teach high school as well. Maybe I just want to keep my coaching business. So that would be my advice as well. And I think you gave some good pointers too. Thank you for that. Um, we, We have another couple of questions. They're not really career development questions, but I'll let my audience have some fun. So they want to know what is your uh, final four predictions and who is going to win the NCAA championship? Okay. Uh, I'll give you both men and women's. Um, So my pick for uh, the men's, I have in the the championship game, Gonzaga versus Houston. Um, Upset. my final four picks were Gonzaga, Houston, Texas Tech, and I believe Alabama from the other region. So obviously my Alabama and Texas Tech picks were, were, were incorrect. Um, I'm still hoping on to Gonzaga and Houston, and I got Gonzaga winning it all. Um, and then for the women's side, I grew up, I grew up, grew up in Connecticut, so I'm going with my Huskies uh, to bring it home. Um, I got UConn. Stanford in the uh, championship game, but I got UConn winning it all. I don't know if we can talk anymore, Andrew, because um, <laughs> I, I grew up and uh, went to Tennessee, and Pat Summit was our our hero there, and so yeah. we we do not like UConn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next question comes in again, not career related, but uh, who's your favorite NBA team, and what uh, player do you look up to most? Oh, okay. Um, my favorite NBA team growing up and still currently are the Indiana Pacers. Um, my, my grandfather and other family lived out there. So growing up, spent a bunch of time out there. So, and that's when they had Reggie Miller, kind of like in, in, in their prime in the 90s and early 2000s. Um, so grew up loving the Pacers, grew up a big Reggie fan. Still, still a Pacers fan. Um, Hopefully we, we, we can get it together and get some uh, some good seasons going. Uh, my favorite player currently, uh, Devin Booker, D-Book. I, his, his game is smooth. I love love how he plays, the, the, the two-guard position. Um, and I think he can be – I mean, he, he already is a force in the league, but I think he'll be more of a household name um, for years to come. So, yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, Andrew, thank you so much. We know you're very busy. You got a lot going on. Um, Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend with us, giving back to my audience by educating them on a potential career that they could do in the future. And so we really do appreciate this. Uh, It'll help many uh, people as we move forward. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having me on. All right, Andrew. Have a great day. All right. You too.